This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 64 degrees at 604. The forecast for today, cloudy, a 70% chance of showers. Afternoon thunderstorms also possible. Some storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. High today in the upper 70s. Area law enforcement agencies are reporting a few complaints about fireworks overnight, but not as many as in the less than 10 years since New York allowed the use of some devices, including sparklers. Rockets that shoot into the air are still illegal, and municipalities can choose to ban fireworks, but agencies this morning reported no incidents of people being cited for illegal devices well into the overnight and early morning hours. There were no reports of injuries or fires around the Twin Tiers. Authorities say they found the celebrating lasted much later than they anticipated with large blasts and a brief aerial display reported in the general vicinity of the Binghamton University Vestal campus shortly before 1.30 in the morning. In 2014, small fireworks were made legal in New York, including sparklers and displays that sit on the ground and shoot sparks. Party poppers are allowed, but the state still has a ban on larger explosives and devices that fly into the air like the popular bottle rockets. The legalization of firework sales in New York has also meant the appearance of roadside tents selling incendiary devices like ones that appeared over the past few weeks on the Vestal Parkway near Four Corners. Last Wednesday, Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced City police have been directed to crack down on illegal fireworks. Last night, city police reported no tickets had been written and no arrests made. WMBF First News Time 606. Pennsylvania could be a little quieter next 4th of July with loosened fireworks law that had been approved in 2017 pulled back in by the legislature last week. Lawmakers in Harrisburg have bowed to a huge jump in complaints and other problems with the fireworks with a 163 to 37 vote Thursday for the new restrictions on fireworks in the Keystone State. The beefed up restrictions apply mainly to times when fireworks will be allowed and impose stricter penalties for improper sales or illegal use. People who want to shoot off fireworks will soon have to notify neighboring farmers three days in advance. And local governments have more authority to restrict their use if there is no safe place for fireworks to be deployed, as in heavily populated urban neighborhoods. Fireworks use will be restricted to 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., except July 2nd to the 4th and December 4th or December 31st. Those special holidays can have the noisy celebrations continue until 1 in the morning. Pet owners, families with small children, veterans, especially vets with post-traumatic stress disorder, and others with noise sensitivities complained about the increase in annoying fireworks activities, while firefighters around the Commonwealth said they responded to many more fires sparked by explosives and incendiary devices. The new laws take effect in two months. WMBF First News Time is 6.07. July 4th will always have a somber meeting for longtime residents of Broome County and especially law enforcement officers. It has been 20 years since another sunny Independence Day was shattered by word that a Broome County Sheriff's deputy had been brutally gunned down in a Kirkwood Park. It was the first death of a Broome County Sheriff's deputy in the line of duty. 36-year-old Deputy Kevin Tarcia had been shot numerous times at Grange Park. The 13-year veteran had noticed a suspicious vehicle at the park at around 3.45 a.m. July 4th, 2002, and saw three men transferring guns just stolen from a business just over the border in Great Bend, Pennsylvania, from one vehicle to another. Two of the suspects, David Sweat and Sweat's cousin, Jeffrey Nabinger Jr., opened fire on the 
deputy and ran over him with a vehicle before stealing Tarsia's service weapon and unspecified items from the Broome County Sheriff's Office patrol car. All suspects were captured after a three-day manhunt. Sweat and Nabinger were charged with first-degree murder, while the third, Sean Duval, was charged with criminal possession of a weapon. There were also burglary charges in Pennsylvania in connection with the theft of the guns. Sweat and Nabinger were sentenced to life in prison without parole. On June 6, 2015, Sweat and another convicted killer serving time at Clinton County Correctional Center, Richard Matt, escaped. Matt was shot and killed by a New York State trooper, and Sweat was shot and wounded and taken back into custody. It's WMBF Newstime 608. New York lawmakers have taken the first step toward amending the state constitution to enshrine abortion rights following the U.S. Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade. Both houses of the legislature late last week approved a resolution to begin the process of passing the amendment, which would expand the state's constitution's equal protection amendment by banning discrimination based on pregnancy, pregnancy outcomes, and reproductive health care and autonomy. The proposed amendment will also preserve gender expression rights. Under the state's amendment process, lawmakers will have to pass it again during next year's session to send it on to voters for a statewide referendum. It's 6.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. The Vestal Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290, also available at 92.1 FM. We're still saving the Southern Tier money at Galt Toyota. Welcome to... Good morning. It is July 5th, Tuesday, 611 at WMBF. Right now, no traffic problems reported to us, but if you see anything, give us a call. National Weather Service forecast for Binghamton right now around 64 degrees downtown. Today, showers likely with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Cloudy with a high near 78, light southeast wind becoming south 6 to 11 miles per hour in the morning, and winds could gust as high as 22 miles per hour. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain, mostly cloudy with a low around 64. Tomorrow, slight chance of showers before 9 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 80. Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low near 58. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 82. And Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 11 p.m., then a chance of showers between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. First, we... Sports time on WMBF. Last night, Brandon Nimmo and Francisco Lindor homered, helping the New York Mets beat the lowly Cincinnati Reds by a score of 7-4. Taiwan Walker struck out nine in six innings as the NLE's leading New York Mets earned its second straight win after a stretch of four losses in five games. 
The Mets improved to 50-30, and 30, and ace right-hander Max Scherzer, who Binghamton Rumble Ponies fans may know about after the last couple weeks, returns Tuesday night after being sidelined by a strained left oblique muscle. Nick Senzel and Brandon Drury homered for last play Cincinnati, which lost for the fifth time in six games. In other Mets news, Jacob DeGrom made a rehab start this weekend with the Port St. Lucie Mets, the single-A affiliate, struck out five of six batters that he faced. He should be coming back in the next month or so for the Mets. And I'm not going to say he should have been making his rehab starts in Binghamton, but I think that would have been fun for everyone around here after seeing how we reacted to Max Scherzer's starts. The New York Yankees are going to be playing the Pittsburgh Pirates this week. Tonight, Tuesday, 7.05 p.m., Jameson Tyone going for the Yankees. He's got a 9-1 record with a 3-3-2 ERA against Jose Quintana with a 3-20 ERA, but only a 1-4 record for him. The Yankees are heavily favorited, and the Pirates are just oof, not so good. 32-47 and 47 overall should be a nice, easy midweek series for the Yankees. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies found themselves on the wrong end of a laugh where yet again they lost 11-3 to Portland. Didn't get much offense. No home runs for the Rumble Ponies. RBIs came from Cortez and McIlwain and Winokur. Next up, we got Jim Ryan with Money News here on WMBF. WMBF Times 617. Who takes Now it's time for Money News with Jim Ryan. Investors began the second half of 2022 with a rally, and economists see signs that inflation is peaking. I'm ABC's Jim Ryan. Those from ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks managed a rally on Friday as the second half of 2022 got underway. All three major indexes, the Dow Jones, the S&P 500, and the Nasdaq Composite, all posted gains of about 1%. While U.S. traders took yesterday off for Independence Day, European markets all had a positive Monday. There are new hopes that inflation may be starting to peak. Costs for commodities like corn, wheat, cotton, and copper have all pulled back recently. Natural gas prices ended the quarter down nearly 4%. Oil prices were down from $120 a barrel to about $106. The long holiday weekend turned into long lines at U.S. airports. More than 9 million people went through the security checkpoints in the last four days, according to the Transportation Security Administration. And while more than 2,200 flights were canceled and thousands more delayed, those numbers were actually down compared to recent weeks. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And that was Money News with Jim Ryan. Coming up after the break, we'll have a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. My brother. You're listening to WMBF. It's 623. And now it's time for Sanjay Gupta with a better life. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. I've talked a lot here about how much and what type of exercise you should be getting every week. 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity exercise, plus strength training and stretching as well. But if you're not sporting a wearable with a heart rate monitor, how can you tell how hard you're working out? Well, the CDC says you can get a pretty good sense of your physical activity intensity by using the talk test. In general, the CDC says if you're doing moderate intensity activity, you should be able to talk but not sing. If you're doing vigorous intensity activity, you'll be able to say a few words without pausing for breath. 
Of course, each of our hearts are different, but as examples, moderate intensity activities are things like walking briskly, bicycling, or gardening. Vigorous activities include running, swimming, jumping rope. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. We expect our information in real time. U.S. Med carries continuous glucose monitors, which provide real-time readings of blood glucose levels. U.S. Med is an approved provider for Medicare and over 500 private insurers. So call 800-730-8405 today for a free insurance and Medicare benefits check. As easy as... That's 800-730-8405. They say to never mess with the classics, but Panera did just that and more with our new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches. By using pan-seared chicken, our secret garlic aioli recipe, Parmesan crisps, and pickle chips, all on a buttery brioche roll. Because if no one messed with the classics, you'd never have a chicken sandwich this good. New Chef's Chicken Sandwiches from Panera. Only $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. And that was Dr. Sanjay Gupta with A Better Life. Now it's time for traffic and weather with WMBF. No traffic problems reported to us so far today, but if you see anything, feel free to give us a call. For the weather, right now about 64 degrees, downtown Binghamton. Showers likely today with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Should be cloudy with a high near 78. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain, mostly cloudy with a low around 64. Tomorrow, slight chance of showers before 9 a.m., but partly sunny with a high near 80. Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low near 58. And on Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 82. Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 11 p.m., then chance of showers between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. Now it's time for entertainment news with Christopher Watson. Entertainment News. My minions will save me. They'll do more than that. The debut of Minions 2, The Rise of Gru, just set a July 4th holiday box office record, earning an estimated $125.1 million Friday through Monday. That's also the second best bow for a despicable me Minions movie, about $3.5 million less than Minions earned in 2015. Good morning, aviators. Top Gun Maverick holds second. It's now earned over $1.1 billion worldwide. Citing alleged irregularities, Amber Heard's legal team has filed a motion asking that the verdict and damages against her be thrown out in her defamation trial against ex-husband Johnny Depp. 68 years ago today, Elvis Presley recorded his debut single, That's Alright Mama, at Sun Records in Memphis, Tennessee. Did not expect... Top Gun Maverick to performs quite so well nowadays. I mean, Top Cruise has just been around forever. I guess it was a classic movie from back in the day, but did I just date myself by saying back in the day like that? Oh man, that's not that's not great for me. Uh, I still haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, so maybe I'm just overreacting. Um, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll see that this weekend. 
after I see Thor, of course. I don't know if there's any Marvel Cinematic Universe fans out in the WMBF listenership, but Thor's coming out this weekend. Not telling you what you should be doing, but I might see it a couple times. It's WMBF News Times 628. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is 64 degrees at 629. National Weather Service has put out a hazardous weather outlook statement for this morning. Uh, It's giving a heads up about the potential for some isolated severe thunderstorms later today. According to the statement issued at 3.40 this morning, the National Weather Service in Binghamton says isolated severe thunderstorms are possible. A front will pass through the region this afternoon through the evening with showers and scattered thunderstorms. A few of the storms could contain gusty winds, locally heavy rainfall, and hazardous weather is not expected once we get past this today and through next Monday. So bear in mind there is a possibility for some severe thunderstorms later on this afternoon. Police say a gunman on a rooftop opened fire at an Independence Day parade in suburban Chicago, killing at least six people and wounding at least 30 and sending hundreds of marchers and parents with strollers and children and bicycles fleeing in terror. The authorities say 21-year-old Robert Cremiro III has been named as a person of interest in the shooting. He was taken into custody by police later on in the day yesterday. We're learning more about that man now in custody in relation to the deadly shooting on the 4th of July at Highland Park, Illinois. 22-year-old Robert Cremo is today in custody, a person of interest in the shooting. He used multiple social media platforms, and law enforcement sources are telling ABC News his posts are part of the ongoing investigation. Some posts reviewed by our team appear to be his and depict graphic images and violence. Kate Rappel was driving home when she saw Cremo being arrested. He said nothing. He had a very smug look. He he was seemed to be very calm, cool, and collective. Alex Stone, ABC News, Highland Park, Illinois. WMBF First News Time, 631. The number of U.S. flights being canceled is slowing down, but plenty of travelers are facing long delays as they try to get home from their trips over the July 4th holiday weekend. By late yesterday afternoon on the East Coast, more than 2,200 U.S. flights had been delayed and more than 200 canceled, according to FlightAware. The industry experts say airlines are struggling because demand for travel has recovered from the bottom of the pandemic faster than anyone really expected. New York's legislature has approved a sweeping overhaul of the state's handgun licensing rules seeking to preserve some limits after the Supreme Court said people have a right to carry a handgun for personal protection concealed on their body. Governor Kathy Hochul signed the measure into law after it passed both chambers by wide margins late last week. The law is almost sure to draw more legal challenges from gun rights advocates who said the state is still putting too many restrictions on who can get a gun and where they can carry it. Backer said the new law will strike the right balance between complying with the Supreme Court's ruling, striking down New York's ban on carrying concealed weapons unless showing proof of need, and trying to ensure that weapons stay out of the hands of criminals. The ban involves areas that are deemed by the state lawmakers as sensitive. 
A Cortland County man is facing several felony counts, including rape in connection with complaints that he subjected someone he knows to inappropriate sexual contact on several occasions. 52-year-old Eric Warsell of Willett is also charged with endangering the welfare of a child. Cortland County Sheriff's officials say they received a report of sex abuse allegations against Warsell that had reportedly happened between 2019 and 2022 at an undisclosed location in the town of Willett on June 25th. The investigation says that it's believed that Warsaw had subjected a person with whom he was acquainted to inappropriate sexual contact over the course of several years. At the time, deputies arrested Warsaw on charges of misdemeanor forcible touching, felony rape, and felony criminal sexual act. He was sent to the Cortland County Jail on $4,000 bail as the investigation continued. On Friday, Warsell responded to the Cortland County Sheriff's Office where he was charged with additional counts of felony rape, felony criminal sexual act, and misdemeanor endangering the welfare of a child. He was released on his own recognizance following his arraignment on those additional charges. Warsell is due to appear in town of Willett Court to answer to all the charges later this week. WMBF First News Time, 634. Investigators are looking into the cause of a fire on the roof of a four-story apartment building in downtown Binghamton on Friday. City Fire Department Duty Chief Sam Santoni says the blaze on Washington Street was reported shortly after 9.30 on Friday morning. Santoni says although there had been a report of a lot of smoke in the area, it took firefighters some time to find the small fire on the roof. But once they were able to get through the door... To the rooftop, the blaze was quickly put out. Santoni says he believes there were 21 apartments in the building. He says the fire did drop down into one of the apartments. While that unit likely was uninhabitable, other residents could return to their apartments. Operations at the normally busy Strange Brew Cafe coffee shop next door were suspended for the rest of the day on Friday. It's 635 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Heidi Ho, neighbor. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) I'm looking at you through the drive-thru window. (laughs) Yeah, we should have probably fixed this to come around here for the guest mic right in the same studio but yeah we're going to be bringing back well, a little bit of a, a bit here the, the, there were previous very tall people that would stand up so oh i can't do that <laughs> i can't do that i don't know i don't know how bob does it for four hours here i if i stand for more than half an hour at a time yeah. like that's it for me that's no, it. I, I'm I, done. I can't do that anymore i'm i'm too old for that <laughs> so sleep deprivation day is what we call this yeah, well, I'm just happy that you're back because <laughs> getting up early to do the news last week, that was just, it wasn't for me. I didn't like being well, awake before the yeah, sun. Yeah, I've been doing it so long. It's just, but then July 4th, you know, God bless America and everything, but I hate July 4th because I have to go to bed so stinking early. Yeah, you can't even enjoy anything. No, I, mean, I was and, sitting in bed last night at 9 o'clock listening to the fireworks right, go off. Right, yeah. I was like, I don't know how... And now that they're legal, you know, you, yeah. you can't call the neighbors. Although, a lot of the fireworks, just saying, aren't legal. The stuff that shoots up in the air still are illegal in New York, which bottle rockets are real popular, and there's a whole lot of that, but I'm not going to call... 
and you know the law enforcement officers and go take care of that and all that yeah. stuff no we need bob joseph's fireworks vigilante group to make a comeback well, here yeah well i was surprised when finally the poor dogs i mean and and it was the big galoot the 90 pounder that was the one that was the worst case last night and i finally about one thirty this morning getting ready to take them outside i was surprised that there was a bunch of explosions because i figured everything's Still, done at 1 yeah. 30 in the morning and it was like aerial fireworks display like over binghamton university and it was like okay it's a little bit late for that but yeah no that's the biggest change for me i think coming from harlem to binghamton was i was used to all that like loud noise like i lived right near a hospital yeah. too so you know three o'clock in the morning at ambulances cop cars whizzing by going woo 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 <laughs> and now you know it's quiet here which is like an adjustment for city people, like getting yeah. used to sleeping in the quiet. Yeah. And then last night it was loud again. It was just back and forth. I yeah. felt 100 years old. I had like, to put the fan on and, you know, try to get the dog. But happy Workaholics Day. That's July 5th. is, uh, And it's also National Bikini Day. So if you can incorporate those, those two. Those two do not go together. <laughs> just saying. Don't try to incorporate those two either. All right. National Apple Turnover Day. <laughs> we can all agree on that. Absolutely. You're listening to WMBF. It is 640. Before... Good morning. It's 641 here at WMBF on this Tuesday, July 5th. It's time for traffic and weather. Traffic right now, we haven't heard of any issues yet, so if you hear of something, feel free to give us a call. National Weather Service forecast today, showers likely with thunderstorms also possible around 2 p.m. Some of these storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rains, cloudy with a high near 78 degrees. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Wednesday, slight chance of showers before 9 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 80. Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low near 58. And Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 82. Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 11 p.m., and a chance of showers between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m., you're listening to WMBF First News. News Radio. WMBF. 644 here on WMBF, and now it's time for sports. Brandon Nimmo and Francisco Lindor homered, helping the New York Mets beat the lowly Cincinnati Reds 7-4. Taiwan Walker struck out nine in six innings as the National League East leading New York Mets earned their second straight win after a stretch of four losses in five games. The Mets improved to 50 and 30, and ace right hander Max Scherzer, might be a familiar name for Binghamton Rumble Ponies fans, returns Tuesday night after being sidelined by a strained left oblique muscle. Nick Senzel and Brandon Drury homered for the last place Cincinnati Reds, who lost their fifth game in six games. The Yankees are facing off against the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight at 7.05. Jameson Tyone will take the ball for the Yankees. He's got a 9-1 record with a 3.32 ERA. Pirates are pitching Jose Quintana, a 1-4 record with a 3.20 ERA. The Yankees are heavily favorited for a two-game series. Pittsburgh Pirates are only 32-47, so a nice easy slate for the Yankees midweek here. Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost by a score of 11-3 to yesterday. Got RBIs from Carlos Cortez, Brandon McIlwain, and Matt Winokur. But Jose Chassin gave up eight runs in six and a third innings pitched. 
Big news in the competitive eating world yesterday. Joey Chestnut won his 15th Nathan's Famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest. Powered down 63 hot dogs, which was well below his personal record. But to be fair, he was eating on a broken leg. And he also fought off a protester on the stage mid-competition. So that was really something. Yeah, I didn't expect to see that in the July 4th hot dog eating contest, but yeah, I guess Joey Chestnut can just do it all. Um, also don't know how any human being physically eats 63 hot dogs in, what is it, 10 minutes? 10 minutes for the Nathan's hot dog eating competition? If I eat four or five hot dogs within like six hours, I'm going to be sick as a dog the next day. It's just not for me, yeah. It was really, really unbelievably premature of Bob and I to say we were going to eat 129 hot dogs when we went to the Rumble Ponies game. I'm disappointed that we didn't try. I feel like maybe we, we should have given it a, a solid effort just for the Twitter views, but that solid effort probably would have ended up in about seven or eight total hot dogs. I think seven or eight total hot dogs over the course of a Rumble Ponies game between the two of us, I think that would have been enough to put me in the dirt. Oh, well. It's 647 here on WMBF. Join Mark pa- And time for some business news. The International Energy Agency says high prices for natural gas and supply fears due to the war in Ukraine will slow the growth and demand for the fossil fuels in coming years. In a report published Thursday, the Paris-based agency forecasts global demand for natural gas will rise by 140 billion cubic meters between 2021 and 2025. That's less than half the increase of 370 billion cubic meters seen in the previous five-year period, which included the pandemic downturn. Now, rent has come due for America's small businesses, and at a very inopportune time, landlords were lenient about rent payments during the first two years of the pandemic. Now many are asking for back rent, and some are raising the current rents as well. Meanwhile, most aid programs for small businesses have ended, while inflation has sharply pushed up the cost of supplies, shipping, and labor. 33% of all U.S. small businesses could not pay their May rent in full and on time, up 5% from April. According to a survey from Alignable, a small business referral network. Scandinavian Airlines has filed for bankruptcy in the United States, warning that walkout by 1,000 pilots a day earlier had put the future of the carrier at risk. The group said Tuesday it had voluntarily filed for Chapter 11 in the U.S. It said its operations and flight schedule will be unaffected. Filing for Chapter 11 in New York puts civil litigation on hold while the businesses reorganize its finances, dubbed SAS Forward. Pilots claimed the company had negotiated for months but had never intended to reach a deal. They say their pay and conditions are inadequate and the company is not rehiring pirates laid off during the pandemic. 649 here on WMBF. And now it's time for Kim Commando. How safe are you in an Uber car? And I'm not talking about traffic accidents. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. Even though we're halfway through 2022, Uber has just released safety information for 2020. And when you hear this, you'll wonder why Congress isn't demanding the same information from Uber for 2021. In 2020, as ridership plummeted during the pandemic, 
Uber recorded 141 rapes and 848 other sexual assaults, including what Uber described as non-consensual kissing of a non-sexual body part. And this is actually a decline from 2019, when there were 247 rapes. Lyft, by the way, hasn't released any reports. So I'll turn the question back to you. How safe are you in an Uber car? I post breaking tech news 24-7 at my website. That's commando.com with a K, of course. Summer is starting and prices are rising on just about everything. But when it comes to the cost of your prescriptions, checking GoodRx can help. With GoodRx, you can save a few bucks and maybe put it toward a road trip or a staycation. Something fun to celebrate the season. GoodRx helps you compare prescription prices at local pharmacies and can save you up to 80%. Comparing prices is important because what a lot of people don't realize is that prescription prices can vary from one pharmacy to the next, sometimes by as much as $100. But with GoodRx, you'll have the information you need to help you find the lowest price. GoodRx has saved consumers $40 billion to date and can help you save money too. For simple, smart savings on your prescriptions, check GoodRx. Go to GoodRx.com slash Kim. That's GoodRx.com slash Kim. GoodRx is not insurance, but can be used instead of insurance, Medicare, and Medicaid. In 2021, GoodRx users saved 81% on retail prescription prices. And that was Kim Commando on Uber Safety Reports. Scary. Uber. What a wild concept that we came up with. You know, 20 years ago, you would talk about not putting your personal information out on the Internet because you were afraid somebody would try to steal your identity and there really wasn't a lot of protections involved. But, you know, nowadays you go out, you have a good time, you don't want to drive home. You call a stranger, a complete stranger, to come pick you up where you are, usually just some side street somewhere waiting for the Uber to show up. And you say, yes, you are this random stranger who the app said was being sent to me. Yes, please take me to my home. I would like to go to my home, please. Take me there. Uh, that's, I mean, it's weird. It's a really weird concept that I guess we've just kind of accepted as normal that this is going to happen. This, we're going to have strangers drive us to and from. And I'm, you know, I'm just as bad. I do all the time. I Ubered twice this weekend. So now two strangers know exactly where I live. It's slightly unsettling, I guess. 654. On WMBF, time for traffic and weather. Traffic-wise, no problems so far. No problems have been reported to us. Of course, if you see anything, feel free to give us a call at the WMBF studio. It's one thing I love about Binghamton. Coming from Long Island and coming from New York City, the fact that it never takes me anywhere more than 10 or 15 minutes to get somewhere here is just, it's fantastic. You know, back home going 10 miles at rush hour, that's like an hour-long drive and you know, here I'm about five miles away from the studio. I get here in 10 minutes flat, easily, every day. Granted, that's, you know, me driving in at 5 o'clock in the morning. But even on the way home, in the middle of the afternoon, I feel like I have no problems getting home. Maybe that'll change when the college kids come back. I hope not. I hope not, because that is, you know, I'm still very much adjusting to Binghamton, New York. But one of the things that I've, I've found that I really much enjoy is the fact that I can get basically anywhere in no time at all. Time for weather. National Weather Service forecast. Right now, it is about 64 degrees in downtown Binghamton. Today, showers likely, with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m. 
Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Cloudy with a high near 78. Light southeast wind becoming south 6 to 11 miles per hour in the morning. Winds could gust as high as 22 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation, 70%. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely before 1 a.m. Then a chance of showers. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. Southwest winds 5 to 9 miles per hour becoming west after midnight. Chance of precipitation, 60%. Wednesday, slight chance of showers before 9 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 80, northwest wind around 8 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 20%. Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees, light and variable wind. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 82, calming winds becoming south around 5 miles per hour in the afternoon. Chance of precipitation is 30%. And Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 11 p.m. Then a chance of showers between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 64. Now, that's another thing about Binghamton. I feel like I really should be enjoying the summer weather. I know what the upstate winter feels like. And I know that's not going to be a particularly enjoyable experience for me. When it comes back, when it's 10 degrees, I feel like I should be enjoying the weather right now. But it's also, it's just so hot, man. I'm Irish. I get sweaty. I get sunburned. It's just so hot. It's been really hot the last couple weeks, too. Listening to WMBF, it's 6.57. First, this is News Radio 1290 AM, WMBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. 1290 AM, 92.1 FM, and you could listen on the WMBF website or the app. Should be checking out the website anyway. We always have some great stories going up. I know Kathy White is back today. I'm glad to have her back because I'm glad to not be waking up at 3.30. But, you know, Kathy White, she does the work in the morning. She puts in the work on finding all the early morning news so that we can get it to you before you even leave your house in the morning, before you even leave your apartment. That's what Kathy White does for you on a daily basis. She is here at 2 o'clock in the morning. 2 o'clock. It's insane. If I had that schedule, I think I would just... I'd sleep from like 9 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock in the afternoon. I would not be able to wake myself up at 1 o'clock in the morning and say, Okay, time to go to work. I can barely do that at... What time do I get up now? I can barely do that at 5 o'clock. The sun's not even out when I wake up. I'm expected to get up. I had to get myself an alarm clock that I plugged in far away from my bed because if I just rely on my phone, I'm never going to wake up. And you know, don't don't tell anybody, but that actually happened to me a couple weeks ago where I maybe overslept my alarm a little bit. So I'm glad I wasn't running solo on WMBF yet when that happened. Yeah, it's tough. The schedule is tough. So everybody, give Kathy props. On Twitter, or you can send the news line an email. All right, ABC News coming up. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 65 degrees at 704. Winds out of the south at three miles per hour. 
The important thing is the dew point. It's at 57 degrees for the dew point, which means that's a comfortable area as far as the relative humidity goes. Relative humidity at 76%, but we are looking for a building of that moisture in the air with clouds today and a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon. Some storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain should they pop up in your neighborhood and a high today in the upper 70s. Area law enforcement agencies are reporting a few complaints about fireworks overnight, but obviously not as many as in the less than 10 years since New York allowed the use of some devices, including sparklers. Rockets that shoot into the air are still illegal, and municipalities can choose to ban fireworks, but agencies this morning reported no incidents of people being cited for illegal devices well into the overnight and early morning hours. There were no reports of injuries or fires around the region. The authorities say they found that the celebrating lasted much later than they expected with large blasts and a brief aerial display reported in the area of Binghamton University shortly before 1.30 this morning. In 2014, small fireworks were made legal in New York, including sparklers and displays that sit on the ground and shoot sparks. Party poppers are allowed, but the state still bans larger explosives and devices that fly into the air, like bottle rockets. The legalization of firework sales in New York also meant the appearance of roadside tents selling incendiary devices, like one that appeared over the past few weeks on the Vestal Parkway near Four Corners. Last Wednesday, Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced city police have been directed to crack down on illegal fireworks. Last night, the city police reported no tickets had been written and no arrests. Pennsylvania could be a little quieter next 4th of July with the loosened fireworks laws that had been approved in 2017 reined back by the legislature last week. Lawmakers in Harrisburg have bowed to a huge jump in complaints and other problems with fireworks with a 163-37 to vote Thursday for new restrictions in the Keystone State. The beefed-up restrictions apply mainly to the times when fireworks will be allowed and impose stricter penalties for improper sales or illegal use. People who want to shoot off fireworks will soon have to notify neighboring farmers three days in advance, and local governments have more authority to restrict the use if there's no so safe place to deploy them, like in heavily populated urban neighborhoods. Fireworks use will be restricted to 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., except July 2nd through the 4th, and December 31st. Those special holidays can have the noisy celebrations continue until 1 in the morning. Pet owners, families with small children, veterans, especially vets with post-traumatic stress disorder, and others with noise sensitivities complained about the increase in annoying firework activities, while firefighters around the Commonwealth said they responded to many more fires sparked by explosives and incendiary devices. The new law takes effect in two months. WMBF News Time, 7.07. July 4th will always have a somber meeting for longtime residents of Broome County and especially law enforcement officers. It has now been 20 years since another sunny Independence Day like yesterday was shattered by word that a Broome County Sheriff's deputy had been brutally gunned down in a Kirkwood Park. It was the first death of a Broome County Sheriff's deputy in the line of duty. 36-year-old Deputy Kevin Tarcia had been shot numerous times at Grange Park. The 13-year veteran had noticed a suspicious vehicle at the park around 3.45 a.m. July 4th, 
2002 and saw three men transferring guns just stolen from a business over the border in Great Bend, Pennsylvania, from one vehicle to another. Two of the suspects, David Sweat and Sweat's cousin, Jeffrey Nabinger Jr., opened fire on the deputy and ran over him with a vehicle before stealing Tarsia's service revolver and unspecified items from the Broome County Sheriff's Office patrol car. All suspects were captured after a three-day manhunt. Sweat and Nabinger were charged with first-degree murder, while the third, Sean Duvall, was charged with criminal possession of a weapon. There also were burglary charges in Pennsylvania in connection with the theft of the guns. Sweat and Nabinger were sentenced to life in prison without parole. On June 6, 2015, Sweat and another convicted killer serving time at Clinton County Correctional Center, Richard Matt, escaped. Matt was shot and killed by a New York State trooper, and Sweat was shot and wounded, then taken back into custody. Well, with the holiday weekend over now, Broome County Highway Department is hitting the roads again for weekly construction projects. Broome County's road work schedule for the week includes continued paving on Trim Street in Windsor. In addition, the Highway Division is changing culverts on Lower Stella Ireland Road and Terrace Drive, patching Powers Road in Conklin, and doing striping on various county and town highways. Ditching is planned for West Shenango, Beartown, and Aquaga Roads. Regular mowing is also underway. Motors should be on the lookout for road crews and possible lane shifts as well the weather permits. Move over if possible and slow down in work zones. It's 709 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Join Mark. Good morning. It is Tuesday, July 5th, 710 WMEF News Time. Time for traffic and weather. Right now, we have a little bit of road work going on in Broome County. We have paving, which will continue on Trim Street in Windsor. The Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Lower Stella Ireland Road and Terrace Drive. Ditching will be performed on West Shenango, Beartown, and Oquaqua Roads. And patching will continue on Powers Road in Conklin and various other counties' roads. Stripping will take place on various county and town roadways. Mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. If you see any other problems, feel free to give us a call here. 64 degrees in downtown Binghamton, according to the National Weather Service. Showers likely, with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain, cloudy with a high near 78. Light southeast wind becoming south 6 to 11 miles per hour in the morning, and winds could gust as high as 22 miles per hour, chance of rain 70%. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain, mostly cloudy, with a low around 64 degrees. Wednesday, Slight chance of showers before 9 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 80. Northwest wind around 8 miles per hour, a chance of rain 20%. Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 82 degrees. Calm winds south about 5 miles per hour in the afternoon, chance of rain 30%. And Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 11 p.m., and chance of showers between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. And a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. You're listening to WMBF 712. Genuine Z- News Radio 
716 here at WMBF. I'm James Kelly. Now it's time for sports. Brandon Nimmo and Francisco Lindor homered, helping the New York Mets beat the lowly Cincinnati Reds by a score of 74. Taiwan Walker struck out nine in six innings as Annalise leading Mets earned its second straight win after a stretch of four losses in five games. The Mets improved to 50-30, and 30, and ace right-hander Max Scherzer, might be a familiar name for Binghamton Rumble Ponies fans, returns to the Mets on Tuesday night, that's tonight, after being sidelined by a strained left oblique muscle. Nick Senzel and Brandon Drury homered for the last-place Cincinnati Reds, who lost their fifth game in six games. New York Yankees are at Pittsburgh tonight, playing against the 32-47 and 47 Pirates. Jameson Tyone is going to be taking the ball for the Yanks. He has a 9-1 record, 3-3-2 ERA against Jose Quintana for the Pirates, a 1-4 record with a 3-20 ERA. The Yankees are heavily favorited, and they are 58-22, looking to improve on that in a light midweek performance for them. Binghamton Rumble Ponies found themselves on the wrong end of another laugher. Lost 11-3 to the Portland Sea Dogs. It's a great name. Brandon McElwain, Carlos Cortez, and Matt Winokur all chipped in with RBIs, but not much else for the Rumble Ponies went well. Jose Chassin led up eight runs in six and one-thirds innings. Joey Chestnut, I know Bob's favorite guy, won the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on July 4th yet again. This year, he did it on a broken leg, on crutches with a cast on, and also wrestled a protester to the ground after the protester rushed the stage during the event. So, not sure what we're protesting at a hot dog eating competition, but, yeah, whatever whatever you want to do, I guess. If you want to get tackled by Joey Chestnut, it's still nothing like that streaker out in the Portland, Pickle, uh, Portland Pickles game. Some guy got laid out by the mascot while he was streaking. That is, that's going to be a rough video when he finally finds his phone on the field. That's going to be a rough one. 718 WMBF. It's time for Wall Street Now with Jim Ryan. Now your political insights from ABC News. The president from ABC News Wall Street now. Stocks managed to rally on Friday as the second half of 2022 got underway. All three major indexes, the Dow Jones, the S&P 500, and the Nasdaq Composite all posted gains of about 1%. While U.S. traders took yesterday off for Independence Day, European markets all had a positive Monday. There are new hopes that inflation may be starting to peak. Costs for commodities like corn, wheat, cotton and copper have all pulled back recently. Natural gas prices ended the quarter down nearly 4%. Oil prices were down from $120 a barrel to about $106. The long holiday weekend turned into long lines at U.S. airports. More than 9 million people went through the security checkpoints in the last four days, according to the Transportation Security Administration. And while more than 2,200 flights were canceled and thousands more delayed, those numbers were actually down compared to recent weeks. Jim Ryan, ABC News. You deserve News Radio 1290 WNBF. And now it's time for ABC's Political Insights. 
Now your political insights from ABC News. The president redirecting his attention from the July 4th celebration, saying citizens cannot ignore the problems it's facing with gun violence and threats to democracy. We remain in an ongoing battle for the soul of America, as we have for over 200 years. I know it can be exhausting and unsettling, but tonight... I want you to know we're going to get through all of this. In Illinois, Governor J.B. Pritzker mourning those killed by a mass shooter in a July 4th parade. A day dedicated to freedom has put into stark relief the one freedom we as a nation refuse to uphold. The freedom of our fellow citizens to live without the daily fear of gun violence. In Washington, the January 6th committee considering sending criminal referrals to the Justice Department regarding Donald Trump's January 6th behavior. Andy Field, ABC News. And that was Political Insights with ABC. Right now, traffic and weather. Paving will continue on Trim Street in Windsor. The Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Lower Stella Ireland Road and Terrace Drive. Ditching will be performed on West Shenango, Beartown, and Oquaka Roads. Patching will continue on Powers Road in Conklin and various other county roads. Stripping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. If you see any other problems, give us a call, let us know, and we'll make sure everybody else knows about it, too. Time for the weather forecast from the National Weather Service. Downtown Binghamton right now is about 64 degrees. Showers likely with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. It's cloudy with a high near 78 today. Light southeast wind becoming south 6 to 11 miles per hour in the morning. Could gust as high as 22 miles per hour and the chance of rain is 70%. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely before 1 a.m., then chance of showers. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Mostly cloudy, low around 64 degrees. Southwest winds 5 to 9 miles per hour, chance of rain 60%. Wednesday, slight chance of showers before 9 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 80. Northwest wind around 8 miles per hour, chance of rain 20%. Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58. Light and variable winds should be clearing up pretty nicely there. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 82. Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 11 p.m., then a chance of showers between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 64. I'm James Kelly. You're listening to WMBF, times 727. It's been a while. And now it's time for ABC's Entertainment Report. ABC Entertainment News. My minions will save me. They'll do more than that. The debut of Minions 2, The Rise of Gru, just set a July 4th holiday box office record, earning an estimated $125.1 million Friday through Monday. That's also the second best bow for a despicable me Minions movie, about $3.5 million less than Minions earned in 2015. Good morning, aviators. Top Gun Maverick holds second. It's now earned over $1.1 billion worldwide. Citing alleged irregularities, Amber Heard's legal team has filed a motion asking that the verdict and damages against her be thrown out in her defamation trial against ex-husband Johnny Depp. Well, mama, 
68 years ago today, Elvis Presley recorded his debut single, That's All Right Mama, at Sun Records in Memphis, Tennessee. And the news frontman Huey Lewis is 72 years old. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. Wow, 72 years old for Huey Lewis. That doesn't make me feel old at all. It's WMBF 729. I'm James Kelly. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 65 degrees at 7.30, the forecast today. Clouds, a 70% chance of showers, afternoon thunderstorms. Some storms could produce gusty winds, heavy rain, and a high today into the upper 70s. Police are saying that they have detained a person of interest, 21-year-old Robert Cremio III, in connection with a shooting at Highland Park, Illinois, during a 4th of July celebration parade. Six people killed, at least 30 people wounded, hundreds of people sent running. Urgent work is being done to understand the background of the rifle carried by the shooter at the 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois. Once again, six people killed, more than a dozen and injured, and now that person in custody. At the scene here in Highland Park, life froze in that moment at 10.14 a.m. There are shoes left behind by those who were at the parade who ran to get away. Overturned chairs, a crowd's running over them. American flags, all of the symbols that you would see at any small-town 4th of July parade. Here they're frozen, as they were in that moment yesterday. Alex Stone, ABC News, Highland Park, Illinois. Police say a gunman who killed three people when he opened fire at a crowded shopping mall in Copenhagen in Denmark acted alone and apparently selected his victims at random. They all but ruled out that Sunday's attack was related to terrorism. Authorities today filed preliminary charges of murder and attempted murder against a 22-year-old Danish man. New York's legislature has approved a sweeping overhaul of the state's handgun licensing rules, seeking to preserve at least some limits after the Supreme Court said people have a right to carry a concealed handgun for personal protection. Governor Kathy Hochul signed the measure into law after it passed both chambers by wide margins late last week. The law is almost sure to draw more legal challenges from gun rights advocates who say the state is still putting too many restrictions on who can get a gun and where they can carry it. The concealed weapons are prohibited from sensitive areas, including businesses, unless it's posted that guns are welcome. Backers said the new law would strike the right balance between complying with the Supreme Court's ruling striking down New York's ban on carrying concealed weapons unless showing proof of need and trying to ensure that weapons stay out of the hands of criminals. A Cortland County man is facing felony charges, including rape, in connection with complaints that he subjected someone he knows to inappropriate sexual contact on several occasions. 52-year-old Eric Warsall of Willett is also charged with endangering the welfare of a child. Cortland County Sheriff's officials say they received a report of a sex abuse allegations against Warsall that it reportedly happened between 2019 and 2022 at an undisclosed location in the town of Willett. 
On June 25th, investigators say it's believed Worsell had subjected a person with whom he was acquainted to inappropriate contact over the course of several years. At that time, deputies arrested Worsell on charges of misdemeanor forcible touching, felony rape, and felony criminal sexual act. He was sent to the Cortland County Jail on $4,000 bail, and the investigation continued. On Friday, Worsell responded to the Cortland County Sheriff's Office, where he was charged with additional counts of felony rape, felony criminal sexual act, and misdemeanor endangering the welfare of a child. He was released on his own recognizance following his arraignment on the additional charges. Worsell is due to appear in the town of Willett Court to answer all the charges later this week. The Room County District Attorney is announcing a couple Binghamton men are headed to prison in separate cases that were up for sentencing last week. 32-year-old Zeke Wilmarth is to serve 15 years after pleading guilty to attempted murder for stabbing a 34-year-old woman repeatedly with a knife on July 11th. He also pleaded guilty to criminal possession of a weapon, assault, and strangulation. According to prosecutors, Wilmarth admitted attacking his girlfriend during a dispute in an apartment house on Garden Lane in the Castle Gardens area. Vestal police were called for a reported domestic incident and found a woman at the apartment house with multiple stab wounds and other injuries. Police found Wilmarth locked in a second-floor apartment, refusing to come out. Officers reported they forced their way into the apartment to take Wilmarth into custody. In another sentencing last week, 27-year-old Brandon Hamilton will spend nine years in prison after admitting he carjacked a woman at the Oakdale Mall last September. Initial reports from the Johnson City Police say Hamilton attempted to carjack a shopper at Wegmans supermarket, and when that failed, ran across Harry L. Drive, where he attacked a woman in the mall parking lot, spraying her with pepper spray and pulling her from her vehicle. Vesta police found the stolen vehicle on Underwood Road and located and detained Hamilton. Hamilton pleaded guilty to robbery, escape, and criminal possession of property last week. Investigators are looking into the cause of a fire on the roof of a four-story apartment building in downtown Binghamton last Friday. City Fire Department Duty Chief Sam Santoni says the blaze on Washington Street was reported shortly after 9.30 on Friday morning. There was a lot of smoke and firefighters had a little trouble getting to the roof, but when they did, they got the blaze out quickly. Santoni says he believes there were 21 apartments in the building. The fire dropped down into one of them, and that unit was lightly uninhabitable, but the residents of the other apartments could return home. It's 735 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Welcome to the WNBF. 6.37 in downtown Binghamton right now and 6.37 everywhere on the East Coast. Some big stories on WMBF last week. Took a nice long weekend, but some otherwise pretty big stories, including a fire on a rooftop on Washington Street. Bob and I came across that last week when I was on our on my way to get us some coffee, which I did not drink until I came here and started having to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go to work. And came across a bunch of fire trucks lining the streets, all the people in the local businesses hanging around outside looking to see what was happening. Not a lot of information released about the fire, but everything was under control pretty quickly. 7.38 here on WMBF. Other big stories that we have on WMBF.com, or you can also download the WMBF app if you want us to send you some alerts. 
New body cam footage of the state trooper rescuing that Conklin dog, Lila. That was pretty exciting and pretty intense to watch. And Jimmy Rassifone was the guy who crawled into the pipe to rescue that dog. Really incredible. One of the big news in Pennsylvania is, uh, of course, they, they had loosened fireworks restrictions. They decided to dial it back a little bit. That's one of the big stories. Cause we, the people that know, we camp down in Pennsylvania. Another big story that is of interest to us that I'm going to have on WMBF.com shortly is uh, we've been following PennDOT talking about putting tolls on bridges, including a bridge on Interstate 81 over the Susquehanna River, just over the border in Susquehanna County. And uh, a bunch of judges in the Commonwealth said, I don't think so. And everything has been totally derailed as far as their plan to set up tolls on eight bridges on heavily traveled roads around Pennsylvania in order to pay for fixing the bridges and uh, and that sort of thing. What that would have done, and there were a lot of talk about it here uh, when it was first kind of run up the flagpole and people found out about it, was how much traffic that was going to divert down onto, say, Route 11 through uh, yeah, Kirkwood. Yeah, people trying to avoid the toll. Yeah, you would have to pop off uh, in New York State on Route 11 and about Kirkwood and take Route 11 straight through Great Bend and Halstead and, you know, all through that that area and uh, and get back on on the other side. It could have been good for some of the small businesses, but then again, not so good when you're talking a two-lane yeah. road, you know, divided road. So Yeah, I, know. I guess I'm just I'm used to being from down south long island just to get anywhere that's not on long island i have to pay a toll to cross a bridge and yeah you know, i can't get around it because it's an island what are you going to do drive through <laughs> the long island sound yeah i mean that was absolutely crazy the times that we visited down there is like how much it costs oh, so expensive from point a to point b it's just nuts but you know the, then again you see what happened prior to president biden's visit in a part of pennsylvania earlier this year where he he arrived just after the bridge collapsed fortunately but it was like how are you going to pay for these bridges that are in really bad shape but it's not going to be through tolls anytime soon yeah so well everybody hates paying tolls until the bridge is fixed well yeah you got to pay for it somehow so that's kind of interesting so yeah it's seven forty one wmbf join mark patrick Seven forty-two at WMBF. I'm James Kelly. Time for traffic and weather. Paving will continue on Trim Street in the town of Windsor. The highway division will be changing road culverts on Lower Stella Ireland Road and Terrace Drive. Ditching will be performed on West Shenango, Beartown, and Oquaka roads. Definitely mispronounced that again. Patching will continue on Powers Road in Conklin and various other county roads. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. 64 degrees in Binghamton right now. Showers likely, with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Cloudy, with a high near 78 degrees. Light southeast wind becoming south 6 to 11 miles per hour in the morning. Winds could gust as high as 22 miles per hour. Chance of rain, 70%. 
Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain, mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. Southwest winds 5 to 9 miles per hour, chance of rain 60%. Wednesday, slight chance of showers before 9 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 80 degrees. Northwest wind around 8 miles per hour, chance of rain 20% before Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 82. Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 11, and just chance of showers between 11 and 2 a.m. Then chance of showers and thunderstorms again after 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. Listening to WMBF, 744. Susan. Seven forty-five here at WMBF. Time for sports. Brandon Nimmo and Francisco Lindor homered last night, helping the New York Mets beat the lowly Cincinnati Reds by a score of seven to four. Taiwan Walker struck out nine in six innings as NL East leading New York earned its second straight win after a stretch of four losses in five games. The Mets improved to fifty and thirty, and ace right-hander Max Scherzer returns Tuesday night after being sidelined by a strained left oblique muscle. Nick Senzel and Brandon Drury homered for the last-place Cincinnati Reds, who have lost five of their last six games. New York Yankees were not playing last night on July 4th. Tonight, they'll be at Pittsburgh. Jameson Tyone pitching for the Yankees, a 9-1 record, a 3-3-2 ERA. Pirates pitching Jose Quintana, 1-4 record, 3-20 ERA. Yankees are heavily favored. Pittsburgh Pirates are just 32-47. and overall this year but at least Cabrian Hayes is worth watching if you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan Yankees looking for a nice easy midweek series before heading off for the weekend Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost to Laffer last night at home 11-3 RBIs from Cortez McIlwain and Winokur but Jose Chassin gave up eight runs in six and a third innings pitched it's a lot of innings for somebody who gave up eight runs Nathan's hot dog eating contest was yesterday. Joey Chestnut retained his title as the king of eating foods really fast. Only ate 63, though, well short of his record. But in his defense, he was doing so on a broken leg, and he also had to wrestle a protester off the stage during the middle of the competition, which was a little bit insane. And credit to Joey Chestnut for eating 63 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Truly, truly a disgusting feat of athletic ability. 747 here on WMBF. Don't miss the night. WMBF. 751 here at WMBF. Time for some business news. The number of U.S. flights being canceled is slowing down, but plenty of travelers are facing long delays as they try to get home from trips over the July 4th holiday weekend. By late Monday afternoon on the East Coast, more than 2,200 U.S. flights had been delayed and more than 200 were canceled, according to FlightAware. The good news is that's fewer delays and cancellations than we've seen in recent days. And industry experts say airlines are struggling because demand for travel has recovered from the bottom of the pandemic faster than anyone expected. It's causing airports to be almost as crowded as they were in 2019 before the panic. 
After the U.S. Supreme Court revoked the federal right to abortion that's been in place for half a century, companies like Amazon, Disney, Apple, and J.P. Morgan pledged to cover travel costs for employees who live in states where abortion is now illegal so they can now terminate pregnancies, but they gave no details on how they will do this, and it's not clear if they will be able to legally while protecting employees' privacy and keeping them safe from prosecution. And now it's time for ABC Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends. It's been 15 years since the launch of the iPhone, and one tech writer says it's the perfect time to think about how it's made. Details after this. Ryan Merchant is the author of The One Device, The Secret History of the iPhone. He says Apple's smartphone changed the world, but there's a part of the iPhone story that often gets missed. Really hard to wrest people's attention away from the device itself and to the conditions that it gets made in. He cites a number of reports of poor working conditions throughout its production. Even though it's a relatively small device that fits in our palm, before it gets there, it has touched hundreds, if not thousands, of other hands. And, and some of those hands are working in very difficult conditions. So the next time you pick up an iPhone... It would be worth, on this anniversary, thinking of the miners in Bolivia or in Indonesia or the assembly line workers in China. With Tech Trends, I'm Brian Clark, ABC News. WMBF News Time, 7.53. What is this News Radio 1290 AM? WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning. It's 7.55 here at WNBF and everywhere in Binghamton, 7.55. No major problems this morning, reported to us at least on Binghamton roadways, but if you see anything, feel free to give us a call. Some scheduled Broome County Highway work planned for this week. Paving will continue on Trim Street in Windsor. The Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Lower Stella Ireland Road and Terrace Drive. Ditching will be performed on West Shenango, Beartown, and Oquaga Roads. Patching will continue on Powers Road in Conklin and various other county roads. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. Yeah, no accidents to report so far, so if you're on your way to work right now, just assume it's going to be a nice, pleasant drive on this Tuesday morning following the holiday weekend. National Weather Service forecast, 64 degrees in downtown Binghamton right now. Showers likely today with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Cloudy with a high near 78 degrees. Light southeast wind becoming south 6 to 11 miles per hour in the morning. Winds could gust as high as 22 miles per hour. A chance of rain is 70%. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. Southwest wind 5 to 9 miles per hour before becoming west after midnight. Chance of precipitation 60%. Wednesday, slight chance of showers before 9 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 80 degrees. Chance of rain, about 20%. Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 82 degrees. 
Calm wind becoming south around 5 miles per hour in the afternoon. Chance of rain 30%. Thursday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 11 p.m. Then a chance of showers between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. And a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 64 degrees. Chance of rain 40%. 7.57 here at WMBF. And if you're preparing for Binghamton now with Bob Joseph... Well, I got some good news and bad news for you. Good news, Bob Joseph is getting an extra hour on his show. Bad news, show's not going to start till 9 o'clock now, and Bob Joseph isn't here this week. So Binghamton now, that's going to be on hold for a week. You're going to have to wait till next week to call in and complain about something or other or talk about something or other. That'll be next week with Bob Joseph. But you are going to get an extra hour of Bob in the middle of the day. It's exciting. Here on WMBF on the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to have another hour of first news. So you can hang out with me, James Kelly. Maybe not as exciting as hanging out with Bob Joseph, but you, know, you can hang out with me and Kathy. Me and Kathy are having a good time today. Bring it back a little bit. We're, we're going to try to have a few more conversations. Just talk. Talk about whatever. If you have any suggestions on what you want to hear us about, you know, send an email. Send an email, send a tweet, send a text message. You can do that if you want us to talk about something interesting during our little host chats. WMBF News Time, 7.58. It's an exciting time. It's my first day running solo. It's interesting. I think, uh, I think I was a little more nervous this morning than I've been in a while about doing it, but... I don't, I don't know. I think it's going pretty well so far. If you guys think it's going extremely poorly, feel free to reach out. Give me a call and say, hey, James, we hate you. You stink at this. Bring back Bob Joseph for four hours. I'll pass that message along to my bosses and see if they want to take you up on that. I don't know. So far, so good. Everyone in Binghamton has been real nice to me so far. I've only been here for about a month. But that month has been, you know, very nice. Maybe a little overheated with the weather. I don't do very well in hot weather. Besides growing up in a beach town, I, I don't do very well in hot weather. I have been sweating so much. And I, I'm just going to continue to sweat this week, I guess, until it's we finally hit that famous upstate New York winter that I've been waiting for. I have experienced it before, so I'm not, I, I know what to expect. I'm not, you know, totally out of the woods on that. I, I know what's coming. I'm just, just got to mentally prepare for it, you know? Coming up next, ABC News.